podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Bag up, bag up. Bag up, Terry. Put it in reverse, Terry. Put it in reverse. Oh, Lord. Lord, Jesus. Oh, Lord. Oh, Jesus. What the fuck? What you doing, Terry? The moment of the evening every K-State fan enjoys Settle down and pour a whiskey, crack open a LaCroix Please put your hands together and make a little noise For your favorite wildcatters, the handsome Bosco boys Bosco's boys Come on, boys Boys are back for another live show on Spotify Green Room. Our show is always sponsored by Spotify Green Green Room. It's the only all-free sports talk platform where you can join shows live just like us and many others. We're also sponsored by KansasCitySteaks.com. It is the only spot to buy your steaks this summer. Promo code SD for 15% off and free shipping. All right, it's going to be a fun show tonight. We're going to talk, of course, about all the fun uh, drama that was the TikTok video by Shane Porter. I'm going to just kind of get my takes off while we wait for folks to hop in the live room. So for anyone who isn't on Twitter, the internet, TikTok, etc., there's a K-State walk-on by the name of Shane Porter who tweeted out a TikTok video dancing to Justin Bieber. It went viral, but not in a good way uh, on Twitter, not even on TikTok, because the KU Barstool account and then later the main Barstool account uh, decided to poke fun at it. And yeah, things just really took off from there and not in a good way. Um, A lot of bad publicity, a lot of good publicity, but it became the overall dominant topic on K-State sports uh, message boards and radio shows all the week. I honestly have no problem with it. Anyone who has a problem with it uh, is stupid. I think really the only backlash that really, I'm not even going to say matter, but the the backlash uh, came internally. There are a handful of former players a handful of, uh, you know, NFL guys who were on message boards, on radio shows, on Twitter, acting all embarrassed. And it's all because they're in their feelings because they had their buddies, their NFL buddies, poking fun at them. It is the most idiotic thing in the world for anyone to get upset about 18-year-old football players doing a TikTok to a Justin Bieber song. I found cringy-ass TikToks from all sorts of national powers all over college football. The only difference was the main Barstool account, which all all of a sudden turned into a bunch of drumpy boomers who don't know how to have fun, tried to dunk on a kid. And and even with the name, image, and likeness rules going into effect on July 1, that makes it even more stupid it it honestly was the probably the number one most stupid thing i've ever seen take up the twitter zeitgeist the k-state sports zeitgeist in a very long time and it dominated the news cycle 
for K-State for uh, a good 36, 48 hours. I've never seen anything more dumb than that. It's a kid who's just having fun. And now in the name, image, likeness world, Shane Porter is up to a million followers on TikTok. The dude's going to get banked. And also, here's the other thing. This kid was already, I'm not going to say being exploited, but he was already being used by the main K-State University TikTok account to give tours of campus on that TikTok. The kid was just having fun. The fact that people over at Barstool tried to dunk on a kid and then a bunch of K-State fans and former players got butthurt about it is the stupidest thing I've ever seen. Um, so that's my two cents about it. We're going to uh, let everyone get their takes on TikTok gate here in a second. We already have some people in the room. What we're going to do since this weekend is July 4th weekend, the intro question is going to be, what's your favorite uh, thing to eat at a cookout? Uh, whether it be a grilled food, potato salad, any sort of dish. Um, give me any 4th of July plans you might have, and then give me your take on TikTok gate. First, we're going to go to my man, Austin Edwards. Austin, uh, give me your take on uh, the TikTok, any 4th of July plans, and what's your favorite thing to eat at a cookout? Yeah, so first off, let me just make sure I'm being heard so I'm not just talking to myself. I got you, my man. All right, cool. I don't sound like a crazy person. You do not. Sometimes people sound like robots, but you are not. All right, I appreciate that compliment. But I'd say that... The, the best thing to have at a cookout, and it's the best thing because it's a luxury item for me, and that would be steak tips, specifically steak tips done medium rare. And unfortunately, this 4th of July, I will not be having that. It'll just be the, the standard hot dogs, which, you know, it's fine, which is it's perfectly fine. Hot dogs are always acceptable, especially on the 4th of July. Um, and I suppose my take on TikTok gate, I think that name is first off hilarious and it lets me take the situation about as seriously as it deserves to because it's a kid on social media yeah they're going to do dumb things with their friends i i'm a student who is not prone to doing stupid things and i still do dumb things on not on tiktok but on social media yeah i think i think it's stupid and i think people like uh um, ben lieber and zach giles they're the number one reason why shit like this happened. Tyler Lockett did things the right way. He stood up for his guys. Some of these other old head NFL guys with a following really hung out uh, the current guys out to dry, and really it was a bad look. That's just my opinion, though. We'll go down to Nick. Nick, what's your take on TikTok? What's your favorite thing to have at a cookout? Do you have any special Fourth of July plans? Yeah, so um, the TikTok, I mean, honestly, I think it's – good for at least for a marketing standpoint on brand um it's putting k-state out there i don't know if it's a good thing uh, i could have used a different song but at the same time i mean he already he's already in the game he's already in the zone on getting tiktok followers and do you getting- think that's what it ended up being it was because it was a justin bieber song yeah i think so you're probably uh, right I, I think it, yeah you could have picked a million different songs and really justin bieber i mean but it, I think it, it's a banger. I think it's a banger, but that's all right. I mean, it is what it is. But obviously, he's already, like I said, game get the TikTok followers, and he's going to get you know some money. Um, so I mean, and I don't know who tweeted it out today. Uh, somebody put you know, you just put the name K State name out there. 
Um, good, bad, or different. I mean, it's the name of the game now in college football, college sports uh, for that matter. So, um, but yeah, so uh, plans this weekend, just, you know, family's coming over uh, and we're going to play some cornhole. We're going to, going to grill some ribs, um, some burgers, some, some uh, hot dogs, you know, my favorite, favorite 4th of July, probably food would have to be a good, either uh, potato salad or just a good brat. So that's my take. Love a good brat. And honestly, I slept on potato salad for so long, so I like that. We're going to get up to my main man, Will Dubois, the computer. Will, give me your takes on the TikTok. What's your favorite food at a cookout in the 4th of July? Plans? Uh, I'm a big fan of brats at cookouts. Uh, I feel like hot dogs are the classic 4th of July, but if there's the option to go brat, I'll probably go brat. Um, as far as TikTok, uh, you know, as a graduate of Marxist University, I love the communication with the masses, but I don't like the capitalistic undertones that it's taken on. Okay, well, what about specifically TikTok gate? Uh, I don't like 18-year-olds or anyone older making money for personal gain um, as a Marxist graduate. So I don't like that, but I, didn't re- I actually saw the reactions to the whole thing before I saw it. And I was expecting something much worse than uh, some 18-year-olds singing to a song. So out well, of proportion. That, that's that's amazing. That that that's amazing. I'm, I'm I I love that you saw the reaction before you saw the video. All right, we're going to go to Evan, then we're going to go Justin Cole. Evan, give me your favorite cookout food, any Fourth of July plans, and then give me a reaction to. Basically, give me the reaction to the reaction of the TikTok. All right, yeah. Um, let's see. Favorite Fourth of July activity or uh, food would be hamburger. Just pretty plain and simple there. Um, this weekend, going to a Royals game on Saturday, so that'll be pretty fun. Um, Ooh, just chilling. Be fun. The rest of it. Uh, hopefully, they don't have a score like today. But we'll, we'll go see. out there for a day at the ballpark because sadly, I don't think the Royals are going to give you much to cheer for. And then uh, I think the whole TikTok thing is stupid. Um, I don't think the TikTok was bad enough or good enough to deserve really any type of reaction at all. No, what's wild is he has like that was that's nowhere even near his most viewed TikTok on his account. It was literally just the barstool shittiness that made it a thing on Twitter. It ended up not even being one of his top ten most viewed TikToks, which is wild. So then we'll go to Justin and Cole. Justin, favorite grill item, any 4th of July plans? And give me the reaction to the reaction of the TikTok. What's up, guys? Um, favorite 4th of July food, probably burgers and brats. I really like um, jalapeno poppers. I'm a big-time sucker for those. I got this. Fried or smoked, <laughs> wrapped in bacon. <laughs> However, all of that, yes. I got some really good uh, smoked bacon cheese that I'm going to try out with them this year and see how that goes. And then I don't know anything about TikTok, man. I'm old. Uh, everything right, but what, that what I about see, the reaction? Give me the reaction. Yeah. I don't care about the actual TikTok. What was your thoughts on basically how big that became? It became one of the most viewed stories on Stupid Barstool's blog. It's a 15-page thread. On KSO, you have former NFL players tweeting in left and right. Give, give me your reaction to the reaction. 
Well, I mean, I think it's exactly what you said to where the actual, the initial video really wasn't that big of a deal. It looks like what you see on TikTok all the time from young people. It didn't stand out at all. But then when Barstool picked it up and chose to go with it the way they went with it, you know, really it's kind of sad because that just shows you how popular Barstool is. And I think those dudes suck. Dude, they do fucking suck. Most of them. I, I like I like Barstool Big Cat. I, I, th- I think part of my take's actually pretty funny, but main Barstool is kind of stupid. Uh, David Portnoy created something, but the overall brand, I I don't really fuck with the main brand or the blog, but that's just me. Um, we'll go to Cole, and then Joel jumped in as well. Cole, give me your take to the TikTok. What is your favorite grill food in any 4th of July plans? Yeah, so uh, 4th of July food, I love a good dip. Usually I'm filling up on beer, so a good dip just to kind of hold me over, keep me alive is nice. Um, 4th of July plans, I'm actually driving through western Kansas right now, back to God's country from Denver, bunch of weirdos there, but uh, I got a some day planned with my guy Joel and a case of beer tomorrow, so I'm looking forward to that. My reaction to the TikTok, uh, honestly, there's worse. There's a lot worse things than our guys dancing around, having a good time in the locker room, looking sexy. JB is cool. So I think it's nothing but good for my opinion. So what, what do you take from, like, that big reaction from folks? Like, why do you think it happened like that? Um, it's just the off season. I think people are bored something to talk about when i saw that i instantly knew i was like all right the old heads are gonna have a day with this it's kind of cringy but then when it really blew up i was like okay like almost every single division one team has a video almost exactly like this like guys dancing in the locker room to some weird song um so i don't know i thought there it was an overreaction but i mean there's no such thing as bad publicity so at least it's better to have people making fun of us for dancing to Justin Bieber than it is to be completely irrelevant, in my opinion. Yeah, that, that, that's fair. We'll go up to Joel. Joel, favorite uh, grill-out food? Uh, it sounds like we already know your 4th of July plans. What was your reaction to the reaction? I think we all agree on this chat that at the end of the day, the TikTok wasn't a big deal. What do you make from the reaction from rest of the internet on it? Yeah, um... Favorite Fourth of July food is just like anything grilled, like some burgers, some glizzies. You can't go wrong. Um, yeah, I'm gonna be drinking with Cole all weekend. It's gonna be a hell of a time. Super excited for it. No, I'm gonna hate work tomorrow until I can go home and just be with the boys. And then the TikTok. I mean, the reaction on the low is kind of sus because if you don't like, if you can't say the other dudes are sexy without it being like super weird and you feel all weird about it, it's, it's stupid. Like, those are some good-looking guys. It's good publicity. It's going to want girls – it's going to bring girls to school, which is going to bring more guys to school, which is always a good thing. Um, but, yeah, we just got a bunch of sexy dudes on the team that know it, and so why not flaunt it if you got it? You know what? I actually think that there's something there. I bet if it was a bunch of ugly dudes, it wouldn't have gotten any traction at all. But, you know, K-State, Kansas State University, only hot people allowed, so it makes sense that people are coming to ask. The last guy will do our intro question. Now I'm going to get into our my favorite Ask Bosco questions from this month is Mike. Mike, out in San Francisco, what is your favorite, uh, you know, grill out, cook out food? Any Fourth of July plans? And 
just give me the reaction to the reaction of the TikTok because again, it's a 15 page thread on Casey Online, millions of views on Twitter, just a ton of uh, ton of stuff going on. Uh, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday about this this eight second video. Yeah. Um, so sorry I'm late. Thanks for having me up. Um, not a whole lot planned for the Fourth of July uh, out here in San Francisco. It's always foggy. And it has been to the last week and a half solid, like haven't seen the sun in quite a while. Um, so, you know, fireworks, you see them shoot off in the bay and then they just go up into some fog and like there's like this little blast of light. Uh, so it's kind of underwhelming. Um, so probably just going to hang out here at home uh, in terms of grilling. You know, I love uh, always love a good brat. Um, that's my go to. Uh, in terms of the TikTok, you know, um, I agree with a lot of people on here that when I first saw it, you know, it was definitely cringeworthy. But, you know, once you got into the thick of it and just saw the blow up on social media, um, I was all for it just because I'm like, you know, let these people hate. Um, it's getting tons of views. I'm all for any publicity is good publicity unless, you know, has some infraction information dealing with the NCAA. But, uh, you know. I thought it was great. Yeah, again, the last thing I'll say on it, I think Ben Lieber and uh, Zach Dials should be ashamed of how they reacted to it. I, th- I, I think uh, I think it's, you know, K-State's own that made it worse than anything. I think those two especially should be ashamed of how they reacted out in the public. I, I, it's It's quite frankly, it just shows how insecure they are and how – weak they are and couldn't handle some of their NFL guys shooting them DMs. It shows how weak they are. Uh, welcome to the, you know, 2021 kids like Justin Bieber and they can dance. So it's not a big deal. Uh, but that is, it is what it is. We're, we're going to jump into it. I'm going to ask all of you my favorite questions from this last month's Q and a one. I now, and this should be a very easy, you know, quick hitter to get us going. This came from KSU Railroader. He's come into the show a handful of times. He asked, should K-State swap the silver helmet and pants with white permanently and only use silver as the alternate? So we're going to go with Evan, Mike, and Nick for our first three. Should they flip it? Should it usually be white pants and helmets and make silver the alternate? Uh, I'll go. Okay, Mike, yes or no, silvers and whites flipping. Uh, I would say definitely. Definitely. Nick, are you on the white train? That's bad. I know the white helmet and white pant trains. I don't want to get canceled. I I, I don't want to get canceled. That was bad. That was bad phrasing. I'm for it. Okay. Okay, Let's go up. Let's go up to Will, who sometimes is uh, a little bit more traditional than I would think. Will, should we just flip it? Should silver become the alternate and white become the base? Uh, I kind of lean silver, but screw it. Okay, I like it. Joel, where are you at? The song says uh, the purple and the white, so yeah, go with I like your reasoning there. We'll go Austin, Cole, and Justin for this one. Hey, you know what? I, I actually really like the way the silver looks with the with the stripes, so I, I'd stick silver. I li- you know what? I, I, I disagree, but I'm not, I'm not very passionate about it, believe it or not. Cole, where are you at? Uh, just give it to me like 50-50. Right down the middle, I like And then we'll end with Justin. Justin, where's your heart at? I know you're a big fashion guy. 
What a crap answer, Cole. How do you how do you let him get away with that, Scott? Because I actually so my my perfect no 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 listen to this my the way I would do it if I was calling the shots I would wear silver for the first home game of the year and then versus every Big Eight team white against everyone else with a true alternate for Fort Riley Day and then throw out a couple different decals throughout the year on the white helmet so I'm I'm like honestly pretty close to Cole I, it wouldn't be quite fifty fifty but it'd be close yeah I saw you share that the other day. Man, I'd have to say no to this one, and I know I'm the outlier, but white wouldn't be special anymore if we had it all the time. Yeah, no, that that's fine, and I understand kind of wanting something special. So the next one we're going to get into, and I'm going to keep it with some of the K-State ones uh, early on. We might end with some of the off-topic ones. So let, let's go with this one from Chef. Chef isn't in the house, but he's always with us in spirit. If, uh, all right, oh, I lost it. There it is. Uh, did the commitment of Toby Osanmani, I'm just going to call him Toby O, calm any nerves with the 2022 recruiting class? Uh, Will is dropping off. He might come back. Will, thanks for popping on. We're going to start off with Joel. Toby O committed. He is one of the best athletes in the state of Kansas. Uh, did that calm any nerves when it comes to recruiting, or where's your head at when it comes to class of 2022 recruiting? I mean, I always love when we pick up a Wichita kid. We have a good track record with him. Um, I don't know if it really calmed me. We need a couple more, um, but definitely a good. All right, we'll go to Austin. He's not Jared Kanak athletic, but he's a, an inch taller. He's a little bit bigger but he still has some great track speed. He also has some ups raw on film. Did that calm any nerves or do you have any ner- nerves when it comes to the 2022 class? Well, as we all know, an inch can make all the difference, but sometimes you got to, I, I think a lot of times you have to bet on athleticism. And I think Flyman, there's one person in particular that I think of that betting on athleticism really worked for him. And that's Trey Lance who, is now a quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers. So betting on athletic upside at any position, if you can develop them, which I think Kleiman can, is, is always great. So it comes a bit of nerves about the 2022. All right, Cole, where are you at when it comes to the 2022 class? And Toby O, who on 24-7, I'm a rivals guy, but on 247, they have him rated as an 88, which is right on the border of a four-star and the number two ranked kid in the state of Kansas. Did that calm any nerves? Uh, yeah, a little bit. I kind of agree with Joel. I love when we get a Wichita guy, um, especially in-state guys in general. I think it just takes a few guys to kind of commit and take that leap, and I think um, we'll see a wave of more guys come after those few. So I think uh, Toby could be the first of many great in-state commits. All right, Justin, you, you've seen my reaction. I, I'm actually – I'm not going to come on here and pretend that I'm feeling all warm and fuzzy with recruiting. I do like the Toby O pickup. Uh, did that do anything to tickle your fancy? And where's your heart at when you're looking at the high school recruiting for the staff? Well, first of all, you guys should all know that Scott was totally shitting on climbing earlier today. Was so. not shitting on him. I think I was giving yeah. a very fair take, but you know, whatever you do, you Justin, I gotta, I gotta slant it the best way I can. Right. Well, hey, so, you know what? They, they they read the message board and they listen to the show, so they know exactly what I say and they and they read exactly what I wrote. It's okay. 
Yeah, and it's and what you wrote was totally fair. I think having a Wichita kid, like others said, is is big time. Unless you're from that part of the state, you don't realize how close Wichita is to Norman and Stillwater. It's really not far at all. And we lose so many of those kids every year to those two schools. So anytime we can get a set out of Wichita is a good day. But I don't really know anything about football recruiting, so I'm just going to stop there. I think you know more than you let yourself believe. We'll get to Nick. Nick, Toby O, the number two rated Kansas kid in a very talented class over on 247. Um, did you like the pickup? Where's your head at? Where's your heart at when it comes to K-State recruiting this year? Are you up, down, in the middle? G- give me your thoughts. Um, I'm for it. I think it was awesome. I mean, just in general, coming from Kansas, I think anytime you get a Kansas kid, it's pretty pretty good to see, you know, at least KU's not getting them or, you know, uh, any of the surrounding schools. So that's good. Um, I think it just boosts just the overall marketing and brand um, for Kansas kids to be like, oh, hey, you know, this kid from Wichita can go to K-State and hopefully make an impact, then, you know, I can too. And even into the smaller, you know, school, eight-man football, you know, there's some studs out there. Um, and I think recruiting-wise, I think from what I've been seeing on, you know, Twitter and the message boards and stuff like that and just listening, I I think our recruiting is – it's getting top-notch, I think, if not better than what Snyder's done, um, and especially in Snyder 2.0. Um, so that that's my take. Yeah, I think that's a good take. I, I, I think it's without a doubt better than Snyder 2.0. I think anyone who tries to say it's the same or worse, uh, they're just wrong. But I think I think it's fair to say, hey, maybe we hoped it might be a little bit better. But I really do like this Toby O pickup. Mike, uh, Toby O, he's, you know, a big dude. He's running 10-7 in the 100-yard dash. He's on a state champion 4 by 4 team. What do you think when we're getting some of these big dudes who can move right out of the state of Kansas? And where's your head at when it comes to high school recruiting for the staff? Um, you know, I love it. I uh... – you know, I was just checking checking him out a little bit when he committed, and <clears throat> I recall that his first D1 offer was KU. So, you know, anytime we can come in and pick up a recruit like that and take them from KU, that's you always know. a good thing. Um, you know, because it says, like, basically these recruits know that we're the top dog in the state. I mean, that's fairly obvious, but... Um, you know, anytime we can smash KU, I'm all for it. And, uh, you know, in terms of overall recruiting, um, I'm sort of, it's probably an unpopular opinion, but I'm sort of like, you know, I'm not going to get too invested in it because ultimately you've got this coaching staff and they need to develop, develop these players. And so I'm not going to get all bent out of shape about the rankings and all of that stuff. Just show me what you've got on the field. You know what I'm saying? That is a much healthier way to go about it. I think we'll end with Evan. Evan, any takes on Toby O or recruiting as a whole? Uh, yeah, I I don't really have any nerves about the recruiting class really at all. Um, but it's definitely good just in general to get him because he was like the first high school recruit in what, like four months or something? Is and that... it was the first new offer that lackluster Lance Leopold really went after. So I think grabbing him that, you know, I, I think that there might be a little bit of fight for fight for the quarterback, Mike Pauley, but I think it was good to get that first win over uh, lackluster Lance. 
All right. Uh, Grant is in the house. Grant, before we move on to the next question, just because I don't think you will get another shot to do it, just go on the record. What was your reaction to TikTok gate? Doesn't have to be long, but everyone else got it. And I don't know when we, I, I don't, hopefully we'll never have to talk about it again. So let's just kind of get it out there so you can just have your opinion out in the world forever. Uh, I thought it was really strange, the reaction. Um, nope. Sorry, Grant. We are not hearing you. You are, no, you are. You're, you're, you went full robot on us, Grant. Um, sorry. We, well, if you can get back in with better reception or something, but you, you're going full robot on us. So we can give you another shot here later. Um, the next question I'm going to ask while we see if Grant can figure out his reception is going to be from uh, Evan. So, Evan, this was one of my favorite ones from the uh, Ask Bosco episode. We're going to start with you. Which player do you think is going to make the biggest jump in football and basketball from last year? So we're going to start with you, uh, Evan. Who, who do you think is going to make that big jump? Um, I think in basketball it's going to be Selton. Um, I think he's going to be a real important player this year. Um, I think he's going to develop more on the offensive side. Um, in football, um, don't have too much guesses right now. Um, but let's go with Sammy Wheeler. That would be a big one. I think Sammy Wheeler might have a good one. We'll go to uh, Joel next. Joel, who is going to be the basketball player and the football player who makes the biggest jump from their 2020 season? Yeah, I, I agree with Sultan Miguel. I think he's going to make a huge jump. He's just too athletic. On the football side, I mean, he was already pretty good. I'm going to go with uh, TJ Smith. Dude, if TJ is back to 100% healthy, I think he has some. I, I think he has some big stuff in front of him. So I like that answer. We'll go with Mike. Mike, who do you think is going to make the biggest jump, football and basketball? Uh, so for basketball, I mean, you know, hate to to repeat the same answer, but I think Selton Miguel. Like, uh, you know, you could look at Nigel and think maybe he's going to make a big jump, but he was already, you know, pretty solid. Um, just as a freshman. So, you know, I see the most improvement coming out of Selton. Um, in terms of football, uh, you know, I don't know. Uh, I don't really want to see it, but I think Will Howard might have to step up at some point, uh, and we're definitely going to see some improvement out of him just because, um, you know, him having to come in in the backup position. Uh, I think we'll probably see a little better ball security out of him when he has to come in and fill a role. All right. Um, oh, man. I always get nervous when a random person pops in and is trying to talk, especially with that profile. I'm not going – no, I'm not going to accept you. I'm sorry. That profile is a little bit – yeah, get out of here. That was a weird profile. I think that they're – I think we're going to get bombed again by someone just trying to come in and start, start havoc. So that, that's not good. Um, Austin, who, who do you think is going to make the big jump football and basketball? Uh, for basketball, I'll actually go Nigel. And for football, I'll actually say in a spellback role, Jacardier Wright, because I think that you can't have deuce. You can't have a running back on the field every single play. 
And I think that Jacardier Wright will be a much better power back than what we've had in the past. And I honestly think he's due for a breakout. I, I like that. I, I, I think that would be great for K-State. If you're telling, asking me what would be a good one to have, that's probably where I would land. Nick, who do you think is going to have a big jump football and basketball? Uh, so everybody said it's El Miguel. I mean, he's competing with his uh, country for right now for an Olympic spot. So, I mean, he's I, already – I he's think they got eliminated, sadly. Yeah, so um, – other than that, well, I mean, he still competed, anyways. He did. He um, did, and he did really good for Slovenia. Yeah, in the yeah. broadcast, they're calling him the future of African basketball. All right, but other than Selden, I mean, I think I'm going to put him as a pair, both Nigel and Davion. I mean, if them two can just get closer as you know, gelling and cohesion, I mean, that they'll be unstoppable in the Big Twelve. Um. So that's for basketball. For football, I mean, it's kind of stuck putting him. Kind of sucks putting him in this uh, category. But I think Malik Knowles. I mean, barred by injuries the last couple of years, I think with Skyler coming back, I think his confidence is back up, and I, I just I think he's going to have a breakout year, and he's going to he's going to wreak some havoc on the uh, DBs and safeties. I like it. We'll go Cole, and then we will end with uh, Justin. Yeah, on the basketball front, uh, just to kind of switch it up a little bit, I guess I'll go with Luke Kasuki. I mean, he really didn't contribute too much, so if we can get like eight to ten points out of him, I would say that's a pretty big jump. Uh, and on the football side, I think uh, J-Max going to have a big year. I think he's really going to emerge as a, a leader on the defense on and off the field. All right, and then uh, I'm going to go to – hold on, Justin – I brought up DJ Amico CC. Who are you? Uh, just just tell us about yourself. Because I'm nervous. I don't know you. Don't worry, brother. I'm I'm from Norway. As from Norway? Yeah. I'm a professional <laughs> DJ. Nice to meet you guys. Okay. Well, we're talking about Kansas State University Athletics. Do you know anything about the Wildcats? No. No, Kansas, brother. Okay, that's fine. Well, w- welcome to the show. Um, you're going to have to listen from the uh, from the room, though. So we're going to end with Justin. Justin, do you have any any takes on Nordic politics or uh, who's going to make a big jump in K-State football or basketball? Hey, man, as a teacher who taught through the pandemic with Zoom nonstop, you handled both of those guys really, really well in your room here, Scott. I'm proud of you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I appreciate it, Justin. I wouldn't have let that first guy in or talk either. So, dude, the, fir- the first, hey, DJ, <laughs> we can, you can stick around, DJ. You're a cool dude. The last guy was a little scary, and then he tried to change his profile to just a normal guy. Uh, so, DJ, yeah. you're welcome to stick around. The other guy was scaring me. All right. So, for football, I was with Austin and Nick. You know, at first I was thinking, right, because, you know, he hasn't really had much playing time. And I think he's going to be in store for quite a bit this next season. And he definitely fills a role that our offensive staff needs. But I'm going to go with Malik Knowles because I think he's really going to finally come into form and be the guy that we all have thought that we've all thought he could be this whole time. He's going to stay healthy. He's going to be focused and he's going to ball out. And then for basketball, 
for basketball, I'm going with Luke Kasupke. Um, Nigel and Davion were probably closer to their ceiling than not, so they have less room to improve. And I feel like with the way Selton ended the year last year on defense, we're going to remember that a lot. So he also has less potential to fulfill because he already has one side of the ball figured out. And then that leaves Luke Kasupke, who I think, Looked good on defense at times last year, but just was so shook being thrown into the mix after not practicing at all that he just couldn't get his shot going. I have a feeling Luke's going to be hitting hitting shots from outside for us. He's going to be getting to the basket and going to the free throw line, and he's going to be a pretty solid defender too. So I'm looking forward to what he can do with a full off season, <clears throat> working out and practicing with the coaches. Yeah, I, I like that. I think Luke the Soup Kasupki is going to have a big one. So this is going to be rapid fire. Give me a quick answer, and we'll, we'll then we'll keep moving on. We're going to go Evan, Mike, Nick, Justin, Cole, Austin, Joel. What is your favorite form or rendition of the potato? Evan, what's your favorite potato? Oh, uh, let's just go mashed. Mashed. Mike. Going tater tots. Tater tots. Nick, what type of potato guy are you? Waffle fries. Waffle fries. Okay, Justin. Mashed potatoes with brown gravy or french fries. with. No, you only get one. I'm not going to let that fly. Justin, you're only giving me one. Which one is it? Oh, man. I got to go mashed potatoes with brown gravy. Okay, Cole. Uh-oh, hopefully Colt is driving. Okay, we're going to have to move on to Austin. French fries. French fries. And Joel, you might have to send your buddy a text make sure he's still driving. Uh, He's riding. His girlfriend's driving. Okay, uh, good. I would say my favorite is uh, twice-baked potatoes. Twice-baked potatoes is good. I, I lo- love a good twice-baked potato. That might even be what I said on the show. I can't even remember. I'm going to have to go back and listen. Okay, so – here is one of my favorites, and this is on brand for the show because we love talking about this. And it came from Cole, actually. What does K-State need to do to upgrade their tunnel entrance? What would you add or change? Uh, I, I liked his answers on there. Hopefully Cole comes back from his uh, dead zone and can share his. We're going to go right back to Joel. Joel, what would you like to see to make the tunnel entrance for football go to the next level? Dude, let's get, like, more smoke, fireworks, maybe, like, some strippers to take a thing out of KU's book. I don't know. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I, I, I don't think strippers are going to fly, but I, I, I like where your head's at. Austin, what would you do to make that entrance for football a little bit better? What I would do is I would pick one person to do, like, a kick down the door thing and then sync up fireworks, like old school Goldberg and WWE. Dude, I like where your head's at. I think I think going like 1990s, early 2000s WWE for the entrances is a good thing. We're going to go to Justin, hopefully giving Cole a little bit more time to get reception. Justin, what would you like to see incorporated in the football entrance onto the field? Um, pyrotechnics, fire is all, always a good thing. And then, you know, we got these castles and these turrets. Why can't we get some, like, cannons going? You know, like like the – like the Bucks have with their with their ship. We should be firing some cannons off all the time. I think we need to embrace Fort Riley a little more and just have howitzers and stuff going crazy during the entrance. So I, I like where your head's at. Nick, Nick, 
Do you think we could get some cannons? You know that uh, as a military person, the requests would have to be uh, made out in due time, you know, years out, but uh, worth a shot. Um, but my take, uh, I think Willie needs to come out in like a decked out roadster, um, just purple and what, you know, I'll have that. And then uh, either that or go back to, you know, back when I grew up. 2002, 2003, Willie just tackling whoever the opponent is out in midfield and lead the way. Man, that was still going, I think, up until 2000. No, it would have been 2010, I believe. That's when the seizure happened against an Oklahoma State guy. So I would love to see that come back. Sadly, I don't think it ever will. Mike, what would you like to see incorporated into the entrance into the field? Because I got to give Cole a shout out. This is like some of like the most on brand for Bosco's boys. We had a lot of fun talking about this. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, I, I guess I'm going to suggest that uh, we ride the press train that's going through right now and have, uh, have a little TikTok video going on inside the tunnel <laughs> that's on the screens uh, and, you know, get the football players to do their own little rendition of what uh, our basketball teams did with the dance uh, you know, get something each week that's a little different that gets the guys excited. They need to bring back the tunnel dance. I understand, like, why it kind of went away. No one was willing to take the mantle. But I think some of the guys right now, I think Selton could dance. I'd like to see some of these freshmen getting their move on. I'd like to see Luke Kasupke. I think Luke, you know, a little moonwalk action like Will Spradling used to do. Bring back the tunnel dance for basketball and bring it for football, too. I like where he heads at, Mike. Evan, anything you'd like to see? Um, I, I don't really have any realistic ideas, but I, I'd like them to like just chase a bunch of wildcats out of the locker room. <laughs> I mean, how often? All right, here's my question to you, Evan. You know, there's typically seven home games a year. How many of those home games then would end up being delayed because they have to then wrangle these cats? Um, probably all seven, but I think it'd still be pretty cool. Yeah, I, I that would be, that would be unique. That would be unique. All right, we're going to Cole. Cole, if you can hear me, if you have good reception, I would love to know your answer. Okay, I got nothing. Joel, you're gonna have to get your man Cole to uh, tweet in some stuff. He had in the tweet where he sent it in uh, more smoke, purple flames, and inflatable tunnel. I don't like that. Live bobcat, I could like that. And then he said, Willie performing a live sacrifice at the 50. I don't think that's ever coming back, but I like where his head was at. Okay, so let's see. What would be a – okay, so this is going we, – we're not going to – everyone's not going to get to answer these. We're going to go down the list from Powercat Ryan, and I'll ask everyone individually one of these. So he had uh, he had us grading on a scale zero to ten the football staff on different football coaching items. We are going to uh, I'm going to start with Joel and then we'll work through all of these. Nothing but cows are oh, okay. Moo, you're all right, Cole. We still love you. So we won't ask all ten of these to everyone, but we'll start off with Joel. Joel on a scale zero to ten. Uh, with this football staff, what would you say the overall direction of the program? What would you, what's your confidence? Zero to 10 direction of the program. Uh, I'll give them a strong 7.69. So, <laughs> nice. All right, Austin, uh, making coaching changes. 
two. Two. I, honestly, I, that was one of my lower ones. Uh, we'll go to Justin. Justin, motivating the team. Eight. All right, Nick, making game day adjustments. Six. I think that was a little higher than me, but, you know, I'm, I'm hoping it comes through. Um, we'll go with uh, weekly game planning with Mike. Oh, weekly game planning. Um, I guess I would give it a six because I feel like the team comes out strong, but then they just kind of fall off. All right. And then for Evan, we will go with developing talent. Um, I think you mentioned this, but can't really judge it quite well yet. So I'll give it a seven. I agree. I think, I think that was one. I, here, I'll give you the next one, landing talent, because I think it is tough to identify if they can actually develop it. Oh, let's go with uh, six and a half. Six and a half. Cole, I'm giving you one more chance. Scale zero to ten. What is your confidence in them being able to scout talent? Or yeah, there he is. How are eight the cows? And a half. Eight. How are the, eight how are the cows? Nine. That's what I really want to know. How are the cows? A smell like money, baby. Smell like money. I love it. And then we'll just go to Will. What's your overall grade and confidence in this coaching staff? I would give it a seven. Seven. All right. Um, all right. The next one, what is a good one? We'll go to one of the ones from Mike himself. This, is, this was another one. This is one that I loved. What is the greatest article of K-State apparel that you own now or that you've owned in the past? We'll go to Mike since you asked this one. What's your greatest piece of K-State apparel? Oh, yeah. Okay, well, obviously I asked this one because I had something in mind. Um, but I had I had one of the big the K-State starter jackets back in, like, 1996 that, um, you know, in those cold Kansas winters, I just wore it everywhere. I love it. I love it. Evan, what's your favorite piece of K-State gear? Um. Don't have anything too interesting, just a real nice old hat. All right. You were in the band, correct? Yeah. Yeah, I do have some nice band any... shirts. What's your favorite band shirt that you have? Oh, I've got a uh, shirt that says Trace Lynn, like 16, for the uh, like presidential election style. Um, those were like the, the band director and assistant band director. Um that's probably the my go-to as far as band shirts go, but nothing uh, else I can think. Of. No, that's good. I tweet out a picture of it if if you have one. We'll go to Nick. Do you have a favorite piece of K State gear uh, now or in the past? So right now, uh, when I was deployed, uh, I got a before baseball changed over to their new jerseys. The superstore was selling the old ones. So I picked up one of the black and then purple uh, baseball jerseys. Uh, my high school number was 11, so I got both of those. And then I got the old, just a plain, plain T-shirt from like, I don't know where I got it. I think it was like uh, Varney's or, or wherever. Um, but I got the, it's just the Power Gap, uh, Willie Wildcat, just holding the, he has the K T-shirt on and then the, state flag he's just holding up walking down 
Um, that was pretty much one of my favorite ones. And then uh, my other one is uh, I got a, just a long sleeve dry fit Nike um, purple shirt just with the power cat on the left chest. I wear that when it's nice and uh, rainy outside. So that's probably my top three that I got. I, I love it. We'll go to Justin and then Cole. Justin, what's your favorite piece of K-State gear either now or in the past? I've got a pretty wide variety of um, the dry fit hoodies and jackets. Those are probably my favorite to wear, most comfortable, feel like I look the best in. But there's a couple shirts I have that I really like. I have the 35-7 shirt from 2003. I have the Fear of the Beard shirt that Jimmy put out. And I also have an authentic big game gray jersey signed by Jake Pullen. Those Ooh. are probably all my favorites. I love it. I love it. Cole, you're a stylish guy. I've said that a couple times. What is your favorite piece in K-State gear? Yes, I have recently acquired a T-shirt that's probably from the 90s. It says, if you want to score, you have to protect your willy. And then on the back, it has a bunch of condoms playing football. So that's probably my favorite right now. <laughs> that is like the most 90s thing ever. Uh, we'll, we'll need to see pictures when you're rocking that on a game day. We'll go to Austin. Austin, what's your favorite piece of K-State gear that you have? Or it could be from the past as well. Yeah, I'm not sure I can follow that up. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Someone has to. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I honestly just think it's the, the bucket hat that I wear in my profile picture and also wear to every single K-State game. Uh, for a while, it was cursed, but I don't think that curse exists anymore. So, my favorite thing I got. Dude, bucket hat, hats are hot in the street. We're going to go with Joel, and then we'll finish this one with Will. Joel, another stylish guy. I think you have a lot of swag. Maybe the swaggiest dude in the show today. What is your best piece of K-State gear that you have now or in the past? All right. Well, Cole's the swaggiest dude. That shirt is absolutely outstanding. Um, but I have this. Uh, inaugural Big 12 season shirt with all the retro logos on it. Um, I don't know if that really counts, but it's pretty sweet. And um, I also have, from when I was little, this little Josh Scobie jersey that I just gave to my nephew, so I guess I don't have it anymore, but it's classic. That is classic. I love I love Josh Scobie. I think, Will, Will, you'll have to back me up. I think when we were in school, it was uh, my freshman, although you might be younger than me. I don't know. Were you around when they gave out the purple Big 12 shirts uh, all week on campus leading up to the game versus UCLA? Um, was that UCLA? I thought it was Nebraska for some reason, but yes, I actually have that shirt still. I wish I still had mine. I have no idea where it is. If anyone has like a 2X of that shirt, uh, hit me up in the DMs. Uh, I, I wish I still had that shirt, but... Will, what's your favorite piece of K-State gear? And you, you're a designer. You do all the Bosco Boy merch. Uh, so, I, you know, the, the Cats by 90, we got some got some love on the Cats by 90 this last week. We might have to send a couple to Deuce and Skyler. But what's your favorite piece of K-State gear? Yeah, I actually really like the old Big 12 logo one you mentioned. Um, and I'm a, I do really like the Cats by 90. I don't think I own anything that I've designed um, myself. But um, I wear a lot of the game day polos, and I've got some really cool old jackets. But what I wear, what I really enjoy wearing is I've got a K-State baseball jersey. Uh, I think that one's really cool on the Nike ones that, for some reason, they're selling at the Superstore. I've got a K-State Big 8 basketball hat that I really enjoy. But probably my top two is I've got a Hill Flint 
sweater, which I, you know, splurged and spent a little bit more, but it's really been worth it. But if I had to get rid of all my K-State gear, hold on to one, I would keep my dad's old K-State sweater from college that I wear around a lot. I love it. I like those Hillflint sweaters. I almost bought one on multiple occasions, but never quite pulled the trigger. Uh, the good chef Andre has made an appearance. Chef, what is your uh, favorite piece of K-State gear, either from the past or present? Well, I don't have a lot of vintage K-State stuff. Um, never really bought merch when I was a kid, but I do have a pair of purple pants with white power cats all throughout, just all over. And I, I wore those to the TCU game two years ago, and it, it got us a dub. So, I mean, I, I can't be mad. That's good. I, I like that. I like that. That that came from uh, the great one, Mike. Um, let's see. All right, here, here's another one from Mike. This one can be a little bit more rapid fire. How many K-State games, football games, do you plan to attend this year? We'll start with Joel. Joel, how many games are you trying to go to this fall? All the home games in the uh, All right, so that'll be eight for you. Will, what's your what's your goal? What are you trying to make? Realistically, probably two, but goal is four. I like it. Austin, I, I feel like you're going to put a big number out there. What are you going for? All the home games plus – Lawrence game. I wish I could make it to Dallas, but that's just, I'm a college student. I don't have the money for that. Well, someone, hey, someone get Austin, you know, a plane ticket or get him in a car with you because I think student tickets are like 29 bucks. Someone someone put Austin in, in your car from Manhattan down to Arlington. Cole, how many are you trying to go to? Yeah, I'm planning on going to uh, Stanford down in Dallas and then probably at least one or two home games. Um, and then I'll be back down in Dallas when we're playing for a Big 12. I love it. Cole bringing that energy. Baller status cat, Justin, how many home ga- or how many total games are you going to try to go to this year? All the home games and um, probably Jerry World. I like it. Nick, how many are you trying to go to? Two home games and then probably the KU game. And I think I said this on the show. I enjoy the KU K-State game in Lawrence more than I enjoy (laughs) it in Manhattan because you don't have to waste a home game versus KU. Most of the stadiums K-State and you just got to get to make fun of all your KU buddies for an entire day. Yeah, I live south of Topeka, so it's just a hop. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, the good chef, you're up in Ohio. Unless you're going to move down to Kansas before the season, you're going to make it to any games. No, not this year. If it was, if we were at West Virginia, I, I go to that every year, but every time they're in Morgantown, but probably not going to make it this year. Made it to the TCU game two years ago, and I, I would have loved to go to Dallas, but it's just not in the plans this year. It's not written in the stars. Well, I think you just need to, you know, leave your wife and kid. No, I'm kidding. You have a beautiful family, <laughs> and it's all worth it. We got another one, Mike. I would drag them, but they're not going. That's fine. And, and honestly, you got to be a good husband. I understand. Mike, out in California, you going to make it back this way for any games? Or are you hoping we uh, make it to the Rose Bowl? Yeah. Um, I mean, I would definitely go to that. You know that. But uh, I always try to come back for one game each year. Uh, was pretty successful with that until COVID hit last year. Um, and so I always try to come around my birthday. 
this year the game around my birthday is KU, and I don't really have a whole lot of interest in going to that shithole of a stadium. So I'll probably push it to the next weekend and come back for West Virginia. Yeah, if it's if you're only going to go to one game, I, I wouldn't say the one at KU would be the one. And then we'll end this one with Evan. Evan, how many games are you trying to go to this year? I'd say somewhere between seven and ten. Seven and ten. I like it. Evan going for a big number. Okay, let me see. I'm going to pick one more out, and then we will do an outro question. What is one more? Okay, this is this is one from Evan. I like this one. This this was a great one, and we're going to start with Evan since this was your question. If you could bring back one player that was never on an NFL roster for one year this year, who would it be? Same question for NBA. So never on an NFL roster, never never on NBA. I'm going to be trying to Google some of this stuff in case someone tries to sneak past, uh, you know, a preseason or a practice squad guy. So, Evan, who are you adding to this team? Ooh, um, I think for basketball, I would go with, um, let's see, I think Kamau Stokes was brought up. I think that one would be pretty good. Good Um, basketball player and Big 12 champion, Cam Stokes. Good answer. Yeah. Um, and then for football, oh, let's go with Curry Sexton. Curry Sexton, all right. And he's a lawyer, so he can help them out with some name, image, likeness stuff. We'll go with Austin next. Austin, never on an NFL roster, never on an NBA roster. Who are you adding for this year? Are we counting mini camps as being on an NFL roster if it's a tryout? If it's a tryout, no. If they made it to a preseason game, yes. Or Colin a practice Klein. squad. Colin Klein. Colin Klein, all right, all right. And then and, who are you adding for, for basketball? basketball? For basketball, I'm not going to lie. I'm not well-versed enough in basketball to know of any names that are that are really notable. Hey, that's fair. That's fair. We'll go to Joel next. Joel, football and basketball, who are you adding for the year? Okay, um, for basketball, give me DJ. I'm not super sure he was on a roster ever, but he was a man amongst boys. Or or Gip, I guess. Um, and for football, was Ty Zimmerman ever on a roster? Ty Zimmerman. Yeah, he made it with the Saints for a little bit. Oh, shoot. Uh, you're going to have to come back to me then. I'll... Yep, yep, he was with the Saints. We'll, we'll come back to you. Um, Tannehill played a – Preseason game with the uh, Cleveland Browns, Conrad. So Tannehill does not count. All right, we'll go to uh, we'll go to uh, we'll go to Cole next. Cole, do you have an NFL and or a non NFL and a non NBA guy to add for the year? Yeah, I'll go Will Spradling uh, and then John Hubert. I don't think he ever made it on a roster. Uh, I think you're correct there. I'm going to look it up, and we might have to. Might have to shame you, but I, I think you're correct there. Um, Justin, who are you going with? Uh, for football, I think I would probably go with um, one of the defensive ends from 2012, Meshach Williams or Adam Davis. Those yes. dudes were ballers. That is I don't great. think either one of them did anything in the NFL. And then for basketball, maybe like Curtis Kelly. Curtis Kelly would be a, be a good one. Yeah. John Hubert was in a rookie mini camp, but did not make a training camp or preseason game, so that counts. 
All right, so we'll go to Nick. Nick, who are you going with? Did Quincy Morgan get drafted or get on any mini camps? Or yeah, Quincy like, Morgan actually played some NFL games. So then I'm stumped on the football, but basketball, Clint Stewart. Clint Stewart would be a fun one. That he, I think he's underrated in the K State world, but I'm still taking Cam Stokes over Clint Stewart. But that's a good one. I, I like what Clint was able to give his senior year. Um, the good chef. Chef, who are you going with? Give me Nino Williams in basketball. Um, I'm sure Nino, somebody just said love I Nino. Uh, well, I think I, I think, think Grant was, said Nino on the show. Okay. Yeah, I think he did. I think y'all over. I think y'all kind of dissed him on the show a little bit, but I know, uh, no, no, I lo- I'm a big Nino Williams guy. I think I think for this basketball roster, because you said we got the bigs, we don't really need you need somebody to stretch the floor. Which I mean. He had a mid-range jumper, that little right on the baseline. He would hit that almost every time. I loved his. I loved his game. He was a little bull, bulldog down there. Um, I think on the show y'all said David Garrett, which is a great answer. Um, and I, damn, I mean linebackers. Um, do you guys remember Blake Slaughter? I do. <laughs> I would. I'd bring back Blake Slaughter just just for. Just for his commitment to the team, I mean, who redshirts their senior year? Bring that, bring that leadership as a linebacker. I, I'll bring him on. Bring him on the squad. <laughs> All right, there, there you go. Uh, and then we'll, we'll do the final one with Mike before we do a wrap up question. Uh, Mike, who are you bringing on? Uh, so for football, <clears throat> um, I'm thinking. I don't know if this counts, but I would love to have Mike McCoy playing football again for K State. I know oh he had my career-ending injury. What a fucking answer! Holy, that's shit. a great answer because it's just like we never got a full. We, we we never got to see Mike McCoy. That might be the best. We don't need more running backs because I think we'll be fine there. But being able to get a full strength, healthy Mike McCoy for a year, what an answer! Uh. Yeah, and so mm, uh, basketball is tough. I'm I'm like totally blanking on anybody because uh, you know I started to go towards thinking about Poland because he was undrafted, but then he got picked up I think by Philadelphia. Scored a bucket in the NBA. What, yeah. What about his running mate for uh, the Elite Eight run, Denny Clemente? Oh man. I, yeah, I love Denny Clemente. I would love to see him play basketball again on our team. Yeah, but. Because we, uh, uh, I think we came up with that late, and I think uh, I think it's Snail underscore Johnson was getting on me on Twitter for waiting so long to bring him up, so I wanted to give him a shout tonight. So the wrap-up question well, on. we're going to have. One, oh. one little insert, Scott. I mean, I don't know what everybody else's opinion is on this, but, I mean, we love Skylar Thompson, but would, would you bring back Colin Klein above Skylar? So I think. Awesome. You you said Colin Klein, correct? Yep, that was me. Oh, that's a great answer. Yeah, that's, so I, so, that's... so it's a it's a very good answer. I'm a big Skyler guy. I still think that if you're going to maximize this team, you find either the best nickelback or the best linebacker. Um but that's just me. And I, I could be wrong. I one hundred percent could be wrong. The answer sh- maybe 
And here, everyone who is listening to the show. Well, a wide receiver, I mean, Brandon Banks, I think, was in the chat. Could be another good one. Another good shout. And then we had Curry Sexton that got thrown in there. Tremaine Thompson was a guy that I mentioned in the show. Um, So I want everyone to tweet in their answer for this, specifically for football. We're still pretty far out from basketball, but you can give me your basketball answer as well. Everyone listening to the show, tweet in who you would bring in for football. So that is, those are the questions. We're going to do the wrap-up questions. We've had some people fall out. So the wrap-up question is going to be, what would be your one pitch to all of the high-quality in-state football recruits? We're still trying to flip Mr. Crawford, who's an Iowa commit. Mr. Jaron Kanak had an unofficial visit. He posted some K-State pictures on Instagram. And in four hours, he got more interaction on that post than any of his other uh, recruiting posts. I don't think either one of them are more than like a 2 or 3% chance. But if you were giving a pitch to those two guys and to the high-profile guys in the Kansas class of 2023, what would be your pitch to get them to come to K-State? We're going to go with Austin, Justin, Nick, Andre, Mike, and then end with Evan. Austin, you're on the coaching staff. What are you telling these in-state kids? Well, first off, I'm honored to be on the coaching staff at all, but I think the number one the number one pitch that I would make for any local kids would play off the local part. Be a local hero, be a name that everyone in Kansas remembers. Be that be that guy, be that person that every kid in Kansas wants to be. Come to K State, go to the only Kansas football school. Don't talk to me about the other one. That one doesn't exist. And come be great under a staff that knows what to do and will put you in the greatest position that you can be to be not only the best NFL prospect that you can be, but the best local legend that you can be. All right, really playing up the local legend. Justin, what are you telling these kids? Probably pretty similar to that, just that they'd get to be the face of the program. They wouldn't just be another guy. They'd get to be a god on campus Monday through Friday. Um, cocaine and <laughs> All right. I, yeah. I, I, I think, uh, I think, uh, I, I don't know if Coach Kleiman is, uh, as much of a cocaine and hookers guy, but you know what? Coach, Coach Justin Hall is. I love it. Nick, what are you telling these Kansas kids? Um, you know, it's kind of like, you know, Austin hit it on the, on the nail on the head, but, um, you know, you get to, you know, potentially become, you know, another Jordy Nelson or a Darren Sproles or even a Terrence Newman. You know, come out of Kansas and go do great things at K-State and then go do great things in the NFL. And then, you know, for one of the lot of the big things is, you know, being able to go home on Christmas break or Thanksgiving break and, you know, just be able to drive home or drive home on the weekends and go see your family instead of, you know, staying in wherever you're at, you know, not being able to fly home, you know, not be homesick. You know, I get to go home and go get my mom's, you know, potato soup and bring it back and share the wealth. You know, it's just, it's the little things that um, I think that, that I would hit on, um, especially being from Kansas. I would love some potato soup. So if your mom makes a good potato soup, I'd appreciate, you know, a nice little container of it come this winter. So, you know, make it happen for me. I love it. Uh, Chef, Chef, what are you telling the kids? Are you just hopping on the cocaine and hooker train? Um, I would love to join the cocaine and hooker train. But, I mean, you, you sell these kids on exactly what they want. And it sounds like 
Kanak, he he wants to go next level, and I mean it's gonna hard it's gonna be hard to beat out like teams like Georgia and Clemson and Alabama when they're NFL factories. But you gotta you gotta point to this roster and say, hey, you're a four star kid in our backyard. You're gonna be the talk of the town, and you would be the guy. You'll you'll get lost in the shuffle in Alabama easily especially playing linebacker. They recruit five-star linebackers like every year. You would be the guy in your position group and you'd be the leader of the class. And what is elite and with the NIL stuff going on now, being the leader of the class means you're probably going to be the leader of the team your junior, senior year, sophomore year, hell even a freshman year if he's good enough and what could that mean for endorsements down the road in in your market? And Kansas City's not too far, and I'm pretty sure K State has a big market there, and he he could he could make some money. That's what I would say. I like it leaning into NIL, Mike. What's your pitch on these uh, high profile Kansas kids? Uh, I mean, you know, not a lot more to to add to what some of these guys have said, but you know, basically come to the elite program in the state of Kansas uh, by far, uh, be a top dog in the big 12 and beat up on some teams. Um, and, you know, I like Nick's uh, suggestion, basically uh, lure them in with some food, tell them they get all they can eat chili and cinnamon rolls every day. <laughs> cinnamon, cinnamon rolls and chili. I, I don't know why that's a thing, but it 100% is Evan. We're going to end actually wills in the show as well. Evan, then Will, and then we're, I'm going to award the MVP of the night. All right. Um, my pitch to them is just they're going to get pretty much immediate playing time, I would think. Um, our, this coaching staff likes to play the young guys. Um, Canucks, what, like a line, linebacker or a safety? Yeah, hybrid guy. He should be able to play a lot his freshman year. So you're getting on the field, getting noticed right away. So. That's my pitch. Like it. Will, do you have a pitch to these Kansas kids? I do have a pitch. So as dusk falls across campus, I put my arm around them, walk them down Lover's Lane over to Anderson Hall. We get on the roof, and I'd point out towards Aggieville and say, everything the neon light touches is your kingdom. And then I'd ham a $5 bill to go buy around it. That, honestly, like, you can't do the $5 bill thing, but I actually think the whole take him up on the roof of Anderson Hall. Like, there's probably some liability scares there, but that is a great one. If you, if you didn't go up on Anderson Hall's roof at least once, what were you doing? You could, well, Scott, you can sponsor them now, so I can give them a $5 bill if they tweet about me. But you could, also, yeah, they took the fire escape stairwell off, so it might be a little difficult. Oh, uh, yeah. We okay, could Photoshop Kanak's face onto Simba and have Mufasa as climbing and just – Everything the light touches is yours. That would be just like the perfect cinematic. That just that just blends perfect. Okay, someone good with Photoshop. You have to do that. So I love it. Uh, that's all we got to, for the night. But I'm I'm awarding. Uh, you know, right before Fourth of July, I'm awarding the MVP of the night down to my guy Nick. Nick, tell the boneheads anyone listening anything you want to say before we sign off. Yeah. Um... This is an awesome app to get to chat with you all. So thank you for allowing me to speak first, uh, first of all. But, um, you know, a couple things, you know, put in reverse Terry. Um, <laughs> yellow, uh, 
That's another one. And uh, have a great 4th of July weekend, guys. Stay safe. And, uh, yeah, can't wait for me. Me at love, the cat. Yeah, me, me yes, at the cat. Meet, meet, meet everyone at the cat. Hey, we love you guys. Stay safe. And then uh, we're coming to you live every Thursday. This upcoming Monday, I have a show with Drew Galloway of K-State Online to talk a little bit of recruiting so we can listen to young buck give a little knowledge. Remember, head over to KansasCitySteaks.com, promo code SD. We love you guys. You know you love me.